Hello, this is the Lose Your Life Podcast. I'm Cohen O'Reilly, your host, and today is May 1st, 2023. Today's holiday is also known as May Day. I don't know why that the 1st of May is called May Day, but it's quite a fun holiday to, I don't know, They I think they taught me in kindergarten to remember my friends and to honor the friendships that I have made. I know we would make little baskets and put popcorn and goodies in them and go hand them out to our friends and teachers. But besides that, I don't really know the origins of May Day. Maybe I should look it up. It'd be a cool thing to do, I'm sure. And for those of you listening, did did you guys even know it was May Day? Did you wake up and say, oh, today's May 1st, that's May Day? Because I was in school and I wasn't really aware of it until I saw the little kids handing out baskets. You know, I woke up and I looked at the calendar and I said, oh, okay, it's May 1st. But it never really clicked that today was May Day until I saw the little kindergartners handing out baskets. So do you celebrate May Day? Leave a comment, snark idea, whatever, on the option of that if you're listening on Spotify. Today, the purpose of today's episode is describing how to live with purpose in a Christian life. Now, I know in the secular world, many people have what they call a purpose for themselves. People love to find purpose in their life. So much so that, well, to give an example, I'm going to use a purpose as in the form of a goal. The national death rate in the United States goes down significantly right before holidays like Easter, 4th of July, Halloween, Christmas, all these major big hitting holidays because people say in their minds, I just want to live till this holiday. They count down the days on the calendar until the holiday and they, um, without knowing it, set a goal for them to live that long. And then they do, they reach that holiday and because in their minds, they have set a goal, they have set a purpose to make. Once they hit it, they don't find anything more. And the death rate in the U.S. goes right back down after Halloween and Christmas and Fourth of July. So to recap, the death rate goes significantly down before holidays because people say in their minds, I'm going to live till this. They set a goal and a purpose for themselves to do this, and then they try to do it. And Looks like the death rate shows that for the most part, people do. And then when the holidays end, the death rate goes back up to normal because people don't have a purpose or something to look forward to in their minds. As human beings, we are driven on the fact that we need purpose. For some reason, that's just a subconscious thought that we all have. Right? Um, I was watching a video today that talked about how in your mental health, If you don't do things that are hard, you will never overcome things that aren't easy. So hard things. If you're only doing easy things and only doing things that please you and that you want to do, you'll never be able to overcome hard things. And the reason that that's so important in finding a purpose is because human beings subconsciously feel better when we're doing hard things. When we're doing easy things, aka not giving ourselves a purpose, we seem to be more depressed. Back in the 1950s, okay, look at the depression rate from the 1950s compared to now. Much more people are not working. 
Gen Z says they don't want to get off the couch and they don't want to put the controller down. Many of them don't want to work. And the depression rate has been the highest that we've ever seen in 100 years. In the 1950s, when as soon as you turned 12, you got a job and you started working for a nickel or a dime, whatever it was, you gave yourself subconsciously a purpose. And that was to wake up in the morning and make money. Now, is the purpose of making money a healthy purpose for a Christian? No. In fact, there's no healthy purpose for somebody's life other than serving Christ. Okay? Spoiler, that, that's the rest of the episode. To The purpose of a Christian life is to serve Christ. Right? Many people might say the end goal for a Christian is to go to heaven. And while, yes, at the end, the goal is to go to heaven... That's not the reason why we're here on earth. We're not here to be Christians so that we can go to heaven. That's not the reason why we we become disciples of Christ. We become disciples of Christ to serve Christ. Matthew 28.10, the Great Commission, he calls us to serve him. He calls us to spread the gospel to all the nations so that everybody can serve him. And that is one of our purposes as Christians, is to serve Jesus Christ. If not the only purpose is to serve Christ Jesus, Lord and God. Serving him is so important. Let's, let's go to Ephesians 6. 6.10. My heading says, The Armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now, the thing that I want to get out of this very rich passage. Now, there are many things that I can exegete from this passage, but the thing I want to look at specifically is that Paul tells us to put on the armor of God. Now, ask yourselves this. I never really looked at it this way until just recently. Why do we need armor if the Christian's end goal is to get to heaven? It's because it's not to get to heaven. You don't need armor to get to heaven. You need armor to fight the battles for Christ. You need the sword of the Spirit to pierce the heart of men with truth and love and spirit. You need armor to defend against the, the, the evil of the world so that you can continue going on serving Christ. And, and in the, verse 18, it says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Praying. Being alert. Praying for other people. Serving others. A common biblical principle is that serving others is serving Christ. Jesus says that if you give a 
a child a glass of cold water. It will be as if you were giving him a glass of cold water if you did that work in his name. Serving others is part of serving Christ, and that is the purpose that we are called to live for Christ, is to serve him. And if serving him means serving others, then serve others. If serving him means reading the word, then read the word. If serving him means praying and praying for other people, then pray and pray for other people. Now, I'm going to come to 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Again, it's talking about serving others, and in that, you are serving Christ. It says whatever gifts that God has given you, whatever spiritual gifts that have been given to you, I know as for me, I know what my spiritual gifts are, and I strive to use them in the way that God intends them to be used. Not in the way that I can uh, use them for my own personal desires, right? Because not all spiritual gifts can only be used. Uh-oh, my phone's going off. It's all the way across the room. I'm really not looking to go in to get it. So you'll just have to go with the Illuminati ringtone for right now. Sorry. <sighs> okay, never mind. It's going to continue to go off. I'm going to go shut it off. podcasting oh and it's somebody who says he's not going to listen to my podcast unless it's put on youtube great i'll put it on youtube uh tomorrow (laughs) where was i uh there are spiritual gifts that you can use in a way that is not spiritual right if you've been given a gift to use your tongue in a way that can serve christ you can use that also to slander others to publicly humiliate others, to convince people to do something, like a used car salesman. All right, let's throw that in, in uh, into the ring. Now, I know a, a used car salesman. His name is Rez. He's a very, very awesome guy. I, I trust him greatly. I do not believe he would scam anybody. He is exactly um, who I think of when people say used car salesman, and, and I would say to myself, they're not all bad. Rez has done a pretty fine job. So let's look at a used car salesman. Say there's a Christian used car salesman and God has given him the ability to speak publicly. And maybe the reason why God has given this, him this gift is God is saying, take this gift, please use it in a way that glorifies me. Share my gospel, stand up and preach my word, whatever it is, serve me. Used car salesman, okay, aka the people we don't like in this common age for some reason, <laughs> people who seem to rip other people off sometimes. He uses his tongue to make sure that people buy things that aren't worth the money that he is getting for them. He uses his tongue to deceive people and lie to them. Now that is an example of how a spiritual gift that God can give you can be corrupted by your own worldly desires. The used car salesman wants money. So he uses the spiritual gift that God gave him, perverts it, and uses it unjustly and he gets money from it. Instead of serving others, he actively takes away from them. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, he says, Use your spiritual gifts to serve others. 
It's one of the greatest things you can do is serve others. And the greatest thing you can do is serve Christ. Now, the Catholic Church, I had a friend tell me, that what's what's the difference between the cat or ask me he asked me what's the difference between the Catholic Church and the Protestant Christian Church, and I said well if you want to know the major salvation differences, is in the Protestant uh, Church we believe that you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone and Christ alone. The Catholic Church believes that you are saved by faith. And if works do not accompany that faith, then you are not saved. Now, I could go on in a whole tangent about how faith and works and all this co-align, but not in the way that the Catholics see it or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to focus on today. What I'm trying to get here is when I said they believe that it's a lot of works-based, he replied with, Oh, yes, they believe that everybody must be the hands of God. I thought, hmm, I never really thought about it like that. I guess not everybody can be hands. Some people have to be feet. Some people have to be eyes and ears, of course. But why is it a bad thing if everybody tries to serve God? Why is it a bad thing if everybody tries to share the gospel? It's not. We need to purposefully strive to do the will of God and to obey the commands of Christ. Now, if you have a goal of making a million dollars in your lifetime, once you make a million dollars, a million won't be enough. In the book of Ecclesiastes, forgive me that I don't know the verse right now, but Solomon writes that he who is satisfied with silver, or is it he who hungers for silver will never be satisfied with silver. Meaning that if you want money, right? Say you want a million dollars. Once you get it, it's never going to be enough. Because once you subconsciously lose your purpose, you're going to just keep getting more and more. Try to get more and more. Now, I'm sure God knows how dumb the human mind is in thinking that it always needs a purpose. So, he has given us a purpose to fulfill of one sharing the gospel, which there'll never be people to run, never be people uh, on this earth that don't need to hear the gospel. Any everywhere you look, people need to hear the gospel. So that's something that you can always do till the end of time. People can make a million dollars, and that'll be done. And they'll want to make more, but you'll never be done sharing the gospel because there's always people to share the gospel with. Jesus says. To the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. And we should take that command to heart as well. If you live a day where you sin, you haven't accomplished the goal yet. You haven't fulfilled the purpose. Now, I use that word purpose loosely there. But you haven't accomplished the goal of not sinning. Our love for Christ should be so great that we do not want to sin anymore because he commands us, go and sin no more. Of course, he said that's the woman caught in adultery, but he says it's all of us. Go and sin no more. There's so many things in the Christian walk that if you would open up the Bible and read it, you see, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this when I'm doing this thing in my life. I need to do that when I'm doing this thing in my life. 
And you'll start to see that you have to change your life significantly to follow Christ. And even when you change it significantly, there will never be a day where there is not something more that needs to be changed. And maybe changed is the wrong word. Maybe added. There will never be a day where something doesn't need to be added. You want a purpose in life? Open the Bible and set your goals. Because I'll tell you, there was only one man, a.k.a. Jesus, who 100% fulfilled everything that the Word of God commands. Now, did that man, because even though he never sinned and uh, followed the law of God perfectly, did he not have a purpose? No. No, yes, he did have a purpose. He came to die for the sins of the world, to show his love for us, to show God's love for us. A beautiful, amazing thing. And in that, not only can we find salvation, not only can we find love, not only can we find so many things that I can't even think of anymore, but we can find purpose. Purpose. Now it is important, brothers and sisters, as I give this message to you, because many people feel like they don't have purpose. Find your purpose in the Word. Find your purpose in the serving of Christ. Find your purpose in discipleship. But brothers and sisters, I warn you, do not make purposeness or purpose your idol. You are not striving in this world to have purpose. You are striving to serve Christ. And that is a purpose. But do not let purpose become your God. If all you're getting up in the day to do is to do what the Bible says, but you do it without the Spirit, you do it without love, you do it without faith, you're doing it wrong. Do not let purpose become your God. Do not let purpose become your God. I, I give that warning very seriously. Now, this also kind of ties into anxiety, depression. Many people feel depressed because they don't believe that they're here for anything. They believe that there's nothing in this world that they can do. No, no one that loves them. Christ loves them. And there's a purpose in serving him. Anxiety. People think they can't be enough. People think there's so much more they need to do. And yes, Christ calls us to do a lot. But he says, do your best. And I will send my spirit to help you. Your anxiety will fade once you realize that the spirit of God is with you. Yes, yes, yes. There's so much to do for Christ. So much. A lot. But God has sent the spirit the powerful spirit to help us. Now, in knowing that the spirit is here to help us, how can we be anxious? How can we be anxious knowing that the right hand of God is with us? And I say that as a figure of speech, not as a biblical term. The spirit is helping us. Christ is helping us. Christ is praying for us. 
Knowing that, knowing that God is willingly helping us, how can we ever be anxious again? Brothers and sisters, if you want purpose, find your purpose in serving Christ. Now, while I'm looking at my notes here, I believe I already covered that Paul calls us to put on the armor and why would we need armors if we aren't called to be soldiers? Whatever. I think I did that already. Last episode uh, was yesterday. Now, I'm recording this on May 1st, but I'm going to upload it tomorrow on Tuesday. This was supposed to be a 10-minute Tuesday episode, but I kind of got carried away. Actually, whatever. I'll upload it today. Whatever. It's not 10 minutes anymore. Maybe I'll have another episode for you tomorrow. The trivia question last episode was on what chain of mountains did Moses uh, land the ark? The answer was the mountains of Ararat. And because I like doing it so much, I'm going to give you another question, Bible trivia question, see if you know the answer. If you don't, read your Bible more. What did the, what did the Apostle Paul say is profitable or useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Again, what did the Apostle Paul say is profitable or useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness? If you don't know the answer, go to the book of 2 Timothy. Read it all the way up to the fourth chapter. You'll find your answer there. And I'll give you the answer the next week. So or next week, next episode, which hopefully is before next week. This is the Lose Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please, as you go out into the world and try to find purpose in serving Christ and obeying his word, remember to lose your life for Christ. Thank you for listening.